Yeah, well, let's continue to inquire together into this question, what is real? And I invite you to be with this question as we explore present experience. If you tune into it, it will reveal reality because there's only reality. We know this, there's only reality and reality is one. We can't find an outside of reality. We can't find another reality. We only find one reality and all of this, this entire display, this entire presentation of life is within reality and is literally made of reality. We might say it's part of reality and that's one way to talk about it, but there are no parts in reality. Reality isn't divided. There's only reality and it expresses like this. This very moment is the expression of reality. So this very moment is reality. Everything you're experiencing is reality, but each experience doesn't have its own reality. This body doesn't have its own reality, but this body is reality. If we go on our empirical experience, we just find one reality and we don't find an end to it. We just find this and it's what we are. When inquiring into this question of what is real, it's not like we have to find the real because there's only reality. All we need to do is question what we believe to be true and see that it isn't true ultimately, only relatively. So another way to say that is inherent truth, that which you are, shines by itself. You only need to sift out the unreal. Reality can show up anyway. Reality is free to show up anyway. So the question is, what is the nature of what is arising? What is the nature of the state you're experiencing right now? The real won't appear to you as a certain state, or there are no states that verify that you found the real. The real is expressed as this moment, this state, these objects, these subjects. We just have to scratch the surface to peel back the concepts, to tune into the very nature of what's here. So we'll go through some of the hallmarks or characteristics of the unreal. That's so important in this exploration because the real has no characteristics. The unreal arises shaped and fashioned and coloured by certain characteristics and attributes. But the real isn't objectifiable and isn't characterised anyway. We could call it emptiness, but then emptiness is a way to comprehend the real. So that's a pointer, since every word refers to the one reality, but no word can capture reality. We may call it nothingness or no-thingness. We may describe it as a space-like awareness that gives birth to and holds what is here, what is present. But ultimately, there are no words to capture this. The real is self-evident. It's what's left when we explore experience and realise no one experience can contain, can limit, can capture reality. But we find... On the other hand, that every experience expresses reality in some way. The real 
is non-conceptual. It's unnameable. It isn't subject to interpretation. It is absolute. It is formless. Again, these are just pointers. The real isn't dependent on anything. The real is unlimited. It can't be quantified. The real is infinite. It's not bound by time and space. The real is permanent. It's eternal. It's beyond birth and death. And so it's unchanging. It has no cause. It has no origin. We could say that it is the origin of all things. And that all things are not separate from their origin. So it's free of dichotomies and dualistic opposites. Because it's non-dual. It has no opposite. I'm talking about you. I'm not talking about some special spiritual place. I'm not talking about heaven or some other realm or some other experience. I'm talking about you and I'm talking about now, this moment. And it's not like there really is a real as compared with an unreal. There's nothing beyond the real to compare it to. You can't cultivate it through some practice. And it doesn't come into existence, nor does it cease to exist. Because it's existence itself. As Nisargadatta Maharaj says, the real does not die. The unreal never lived. The real does not die. You don't die. The unreal you never lived. And then the mind, which is just thought, may ask, well, why is it that there seems to be a me here? Why is it that I seem to be located as a body-mind or in a body-mind in time and space? Well, that's an experience appearing to you. The you that you take yourself to be, that's appearing to you. It's not an experiencer, you're experiencing it. And it isn't permanent. It's dying and is reborn, always. So because it's impermanent, it can't be the real, it can't be the real you. The Bhagavad Gita says, Of the unreal, there is no existence. Of the real, there is no non-existence. So you can't not exist, because you are existence itself. What stops us from knowing this truth? Well, we're focused on what we could call the unreal. We're focused on experience rather than the infinite capacity in which experience is known. And we could call that an ignorant state. The Ashta Vakra Gita says, from ignorance of oneself, the world appears. And by knowledge of oneself, it appears no longer. From ignorance of oneself, the entire world appears. Isn't that incredible? When we forget what we are, this world, this universe is created. And then we go on this adventure, we, we seek to find ourselves, don't we? We seek to reconnect and that's really what we're doing. That's what we're doing always. We're always seeking to reconnect, to reunite with our true self. And that takes many forms, that journey, that adventure. 
we seem to be overlooking what we are, the self that we are, beyond this egoic self that we take ourselves to be. Knowledge, as opposed to ignorance, becomes apparent when we recognise and let go of ignorance. But we first have to recognise ignorance. And that's all we need to do. We only have to recognise ignorance. We don't have to do some magical technique to make reality, the real, become real. We only have to recognise what is ignorance and let it go. Ignorance just means misidentification with transient aspects. Like I said, like the body, like the mind, like emotions and this sense of me, the ego, the contraction. Whatever you're focused on, you identify with. So if you identify with this sense of self, this transient me, then you seem to become it. And this state of ignoring truth makes us believe that we are separate, makes us believe that we're finite entities, individuals. It's a conceptual story we tell ourselves. Anything that is conceptual is not the real. So this identification gives rise to the perception of an external world that's separate from us. And because we're identified as a limited entity, we have to try to go out in the world and find that which would eventually complete us. Once I find this thing, this this object, this person, this state, whatever it is, once I find it and somehow attach it to my sense of self, I'll be complete. I'll be home. That's the belief. It's not true, but that's the belief we have. That's where we put our focus. That's our life. That's our identity. We have to embellish ourself. And really, there is no separate self. It has to be built up and manufactured. Now I know what I am or who I am because I, I've become something. Why do we do that? Why do we always have to become? Because we are overlooking the being in the becoming. We're overlooking the being at the heart of what we are. Explore what's here. We only have to explore what's here. What's here will reveal truth if we stay close to it. Sights and sounds and smells and tastes, sensations, thoughts, emotions, objects, a sense of me, whatever is here to be explored. Can what you're experiencing be named? Can it be categorised and defined? Spontaneously, these names, these categories and definitions just arise. Whatever it is that you're exploring, notice how the mind comes up with these labels. Prior to the labels, there's just what is. There's just what is, the rawness of experience, the indefinable isness of actuality. Then suddenly there's a label and anything that is identifiable this way is unreal. So what's here, what's showing up right now in experience? Is what you're experiencing a construct formed by the mind, made of thoughts, ideas and beliefs, rather than direct experiential knowing, knowingness itself? There is this unfolding of experience. The unfolding is shaped, it's crafted, it's created through 
concepts. And it's subject to interpretation, isn't it? Which is so revealing. So there is no final interpretation. There is no absolute interpretation. The unreal can be seen differently from various perspectives. So it's not absolute. Like a sunset can be seen at an end or it can be seen as a beginning, depending on one's interpretation. The unreal is dependent on something else for its definition or apparent existence. The relative world is the world of names, forms and phenomena. So all that is illusory exists in relation to other things. But what you are has no opposite. Truth has no opposite. Like you are life and death isn't the opposite of life. Death is an experience one of infinite experiences, it seems, that you can have as life, but you have no opposite. The ultimate reality, which is just this reality, is self-existent and doesn't rely on any other entity, any other concept for its existence. See that there's a play of impermanent experience. That's another hallmark of the unreal. All phenomena in the realm of duality are transient, aren't they? Thoughts come and go. These words are coming and going. They arise. They seem to exist for some time and then they dissolve. So anything that has a beginning and an end that doesn't continue eternally is unreal. But what is it that does continue eternally? That you could say is eternity itself. It's the real. It's the real, it's you. It's home. So notice this miraculous flow of experience unfolding within the unchanging openness of self. And notice that they're not separate. You can't separate awareness from that which seems to arise in awareness. There's no distance. Ultimately, there's no difference. And what seems to arise is constantly undergoing change, isn't it? But why is it? That doesn't change, that never undergoes any modification or transformation. And what's unfolding, you know, even if it seems stable, even if it seems permanent, you will find that it is changing at some level or in some way. Yet the real remains constant, consistent. It's immutable. And it doesn't depend on anything. It isn't based on any conditions, unlike what we could call the unreal. So if you focus on something, if you explore something, notice that it's arising based on a set of conditions, isn't it? And when those conditions cease, the thing ceases or the thing changes. Therefore, the unreal is that which exists dependent on something else. If it needs something else to exist, how can it be? ultimate how can it be absolute the ocean can exist without the wave but the wave can't exist without the ocean so wave is not independent of the ocean the ocean just is and that's to say that reality the real just is it depends on nothing it depends on no conditions it's unconditional life is not interdependent even but the phenomena that streams through consciousness is. Everything in experience is governed by the law of cause and effect. 
causality isn't absolute. It's a story within the absolute. So all that is unreal seems to have a cause and seems to produce an effect. But the real doesn't have a cause or an origin. It is the ultimate cause, the ultimate origin. It has no opposite. Notice the play of opposites. Notice the apparent dichotomies with which we're all familiar. Hot and cold, up, down, left, right. So these pairs are kind of opposing one another, but also creating one another, which is astonishing to see. It's so magical, it's so miraculous how this reality gives birth to itself this way. And the unreal is limited. The sense of me is limited. And if we identify with that sense of self, then we're going to feel limited. We're going to feel separate. Spend a few moments feeling that sense of me. Let it be here. It is here. Don't fight it. Don't try to change it. So this sense of me, maybe it seems to have a location and a border around it. So it's limited. It has certain parameters. And these parameters bind it or bind you if you take yourself to be it. Because it's limited. And whatever is limited is unreal. So this is not the real you. And also, like I said earlier, it appears in consciousness. Consciousness does not appear in it. The me is not conscious. It's given birth by consciousness and is held by consciousness. The unreal is finite. These words have a definitive start and they have an end. Each word lasts for some time and then fades. But the capacity in which these words arise and heard is beyond any conceivable scale or measure. The silence that you are speaks as sound. So you are infinite and you are beyond time and space. Time and space are just constructs, just a story applied to this indescribable isness.